For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. AM 570 KLAC, 987 KYSR, HD2. Los Angeles. Available anywhere using the iHeartRadio app. 20, 30, cuts midfield, 40, the kicker to beat, C, U, later. And the 40, and the 30, look at him go, 20, 10, DTR to the house. Here comes Donald, and he spins Burrow around and then tried to throw it away. TDLB, Raiders in the end zone. The Raiders have a touchdown. This is L.A. Football Mondays, talking all things L.A. football with Rams Hall of Famer Eric Dickerson. Eric Dickerson. L.A. Football Mondays is brought to you by the Ford F-150 truck with an available interior work surface and 12-inch touchscreen. It's built tough. Visit your local Southern California dealer to test drive one today. And now, here's Fred Rogan, Rodney Pete, and Eric Dickerson. All right, let's go. The gang's back together again on a Monday. We do it every Monday. Start at 1. Take you all the way to 3 o'clock. ED joins us. You heard him in the tease. Uh, all right, so the Rams are now 1-1. One and one. It wasn't their best effort. Eric, you pointed out you need to be playing your best football around week 9. and You want everybody to be healthy. Do you have any concerns watching Matthew Stafford during this early part of the year? Well, yeah, he has five interceptions in two games. I mean, that's that's concerning. Um, you know, you you can't turn the ball over. I mean, that that's that you know, in, in football, that's that's a that's that's, that's a can't do, because um, you know it, it kills it kills the drive, it kills the team spirit, especially when you're going in. You throw a pick and you get the ball back and throw another pick. It, it, it hurts. But you know, look, I always said this: you, you, he's not trying to throw interceptions. He's not like hey, I'm out there, I'm gonna throw a pick, you know, to throw a pick. You know, I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna fumble the ball. It's just hard to watch it because, um, you know, you know, what you, you know what you could be if if you didn't turn the foot if they didn't turn the football over those three times they turned it over. I mean, this would have been I think a complete blowout, but it wasn't. And 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 and, and when you make mistakes and and mistakes can be costly. Now, if you're playing a good football, let's say you're playing the Bills or you're playing the, the Bucks, like they're gonna play the Bucks. You're playing the Forty ers You turn the ball over two times. I don't care if in the road or at home. That is going to cost you a football game. Look at look at look at the stats. When you look at teams, don't turn the football over. Pretty much, they're going to win the football. If they can run the football, control the football, control the clock, they're going to win the football game. About not turn it over. Do you think that he is um, pressing a little bit, or maybe even the the off season uh, surgery and off season issues with his elbow is affecting him at all, Ed? Man, I, you you know we'll never know, you know, because you know you know how this right. You gonna you gonna say you feel great, and you might you just mm-hmm. feel okay, you know. That's how it works. Yep. I I still believe the big thing is is not playing in the preseason. I I just believe that. I think that you need to be in a real game situation, not in practice where you know thing is kind of vanilla and you know everybody's kind of coasting. They're going hard, but they're not they're not wearing another uniform. You know when you when you go in in the preseason as well as I mean I played in the preseason. I mean I played. Yeah. Every, every, every preseason. And, I, I'm, and I'm glad I did because when it got time for the regular season, you had been hit. Imagine if I didn't play any preseason games. 
And all of a sudden, the first preseason game come up, and I'm like, damn, that hurt. <laughs> I wasn't ready. Right. I wasn't ready for it. I, I just got bumped in practice a couple of times. And that's what the Rams football team, that's what a lot of these, not just the Rams, that's what a lot of these football teams look like. You know, they, they're not ready to play four quarters. They're playing a, a quarter and a half. They're playing two quarters. They're playing three quarters. They're not playing four quarters. And that's why, you know, some of these teams that lost yesterday, you know, they, they run out of gas or they're just not used to it. They're not used to the contact. And I believe that the same thing with, with our football team, that's just my opinion, I just feel like we need to for sure play the offensive line and the quarterback. You know, and, and and the running backs too. I mean, everybody should play. I'm just being everybody should play because you know what, Rodney, it's timing. You know what does that yeah. do? You need the timing with the receiver. The 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 running game comes late. It it doesn't come right away. It's just the timing with the offensive line. You got used to the guy pulling. You know, going up inside. You know, the the run block that that's that's that that doesn't come early. It comes late. So I just feel like that us not playing in the preseason. I think it hurts. Yeah, as much as I hated it too, I think it was you. You felt like okay, I'm not ready to go until I get that quarter in in the preseason, you know. And it used to be, do you remember? It was you maybe played a couple snaps in that first game, but it was that third game, right? That third preseason game where you played at least a quarter, sometimes a half. Half. You got you. You just like okay, this is our this is our real warm up. And then you didn't play the fourth one, but you played that third one, and you knew once you got through that third one, okay, now I'm now I'm ready to go for the season. And it, sometimes it, teams, especially when they don't play any starters in the Thank preseason, you. it takes it <laughs> takes a minute for them to get going. Yeah, no, no starters. I, I won't forget when I played. I mean, pretty much every season. My my son, he's he's ten. He plays flag football, and he asked me, he said, "Dad, were you nervous before every game?" I say, "Son, I was nervous before every football game." Every one of them, Rodney. I yep. mean, preseason, they didn't make a difference. When I got in the backfield, it was times I'd be in my stance and my hands would be shaking. I mean, until I got that first hit or two. And then like, all right, now, that's what I need. I'm ready, man. I'm ready to go. It, it takes that. And imagine you're not playing. You're watching, you're watching from the sideline for four weeks. I mean, sorry, three weeks. Three weeks of pre because they play three preseason. Three, three weeks of preseason. All of a sudden, now you're going to a live football game. A live football game. And now you, you, got, you got to turn it on. To me, it just doesn't work like that. That's why, that's why I think that it's, it's you know the the teams come on a little bit slower, slower. And by week six or seven, then you start seeing the, the real team show up. And by eight, nine, ten, you know you know kind of, you have an idea who's in the hunt. Eric, you mentioned it's concerning if Matthew Stafford is turning the ball over five times. Uh, let's remember he turned it over seventeen times last year. Now, I know <laughs> he, he he still had a very good year, but I, I don't think. Uh, Interceptions are not going to be a part of his game. Well, yeah, I, I, I see that. I mean, because he takes chances. But I'm, I'm, look, the great thing about last year is that we won the Super Bowl, and we want to try to repeat. And in Matt Stafford, let's just say he has a. Let's say when, I'm going to go. I'm going to go two scenarios. Let's say he wins it again. Great. And let's say he throws twenty interceptions. Still, he won the Super Bowl. Blah blah blah. People gonna still talk about the interceptions. Now, let's say we don't win it. And let's say that, you know, those those picks come back to haunt him. That's going to be the full point of everybody's conversation. Matt Stafford, he don't throw a pick. He's, he's, so he throw, you can count on him throwing a pick. It was almost like Jared Goff. You could almost count on him throwing a pick in a football game. I mean, if you got in his face, you rushed him, you hit him, there's no doubt he's going to throw a pick. And I don't, I don't think Matt Stafford's that kind of quarterback. He has he has grit. I mean, that's what I like about him. He reminds me a lot of Brett Favre. He has grit. 
he'll go out and, and, and go after a guy, you know, and tr try to squeeze it in there. When sometimes you shouldn't. I think, and I think that's the thing with Matt Stafford. So he's had that, that strong arm, and he's think he can, he can squeeze it in places he should throw it. Yeah, and it doesn't seem like it bothers him. Like some, some quarterbacks will, you know, they throw a pick or two, all of a sudden they, they gun shy. They're not yeah. going to try to take any more chances after that. I don't think he concerns himself with, you know, possibly throwing an interception because, like you mentioned, he's going to take chances and he's going to take his shots. He believes in his arm. And if he happens to throw a couple picks from time to time, then then, then so be it. Um, the other concern, uh, Eric, is the, is the offensive line. It's something that, look, I said this earlier that you know Andrew Whitworth. It feels good. look. He looks good in retirement. He look, he's looking, <laughs> he like, he like he's looking really good in retirement, man. He really is. I don't think he's coming back through them doors anytime soon. Nah. Um, but that's a hard that's a hard position to just fix during the season. Um, what are your concerns about the the O line going forward? Uh, well, I, I mean, I, not I, just I, protection, but running the football too. Man, I said that from the beginning, from from week one. I said one of my my main concerns is our offensive line, and and once again not playing in the preseason, getting a chance to know each other. You know offensive linemen, sometimes they don't even have to make the call. They know they play together so much and play together. They look at the, they look at the front like, okay, I'm going to give you that guy. I'm going to take this guy. You, you already know it because you, you play with the guys enough. These guys haven't played together like that long enough. It's always like a makeshift. You know, guys movie, uh, you go to tackle, okay, now you go to guard, uh, you go to left tackle, then you go to right tackle. I mean, it's, it's a lot. And I just, I just feel like that, you know the offensive line is 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 going to it's going to be a problem for for the football team. It's going to be because we're not running the football really well right now. I mean, you can have eighty yards, you know, forty hit one. Uh, you know, Acres gets forty, Henderson gets forty-seven yards, something like that. I mean, that's not really running the football. When you run the football, you run the football, you are dominating the the, the, the line of scrimmage. You are wearing them down. You see when they're standing with their hands on their hips, like like when we ran the football, like damn. When the Cowboys ran the football, like damn. Or I give it to you when San Francisco runs the football, how they run the football now. The, the running game is so important, and to me, we did a good job last year, a really good job. But this year, I mean, like, and Rodney, it's early. Like I say, it's only yeah. week two. It's only week yeah. two. I'm not, you know, it's only week two. But that's gonna have to. That's gonna have to happen. And I don't think the running game really will come around to like week. Six, seven, you know, that's when the running game really gets on track. But let's see, let's see what happens with that offensive line. Well, they've got Arizona coming up this Sunday, and uh, I thought the Raiders, who had a big lead over Arizona, and I looked at them, I went, okay. So now the Rams, another get well game for the Rams. I don't now. I'm not so sure it's a get well game for the Rams <laughs> after seeing what happened in Kyler Murray. It's like, uh oh, this could be uh, a problem. Uh, well, I, I I was gonna call my boy Roy Green during the game. Then I, I, I stopped. I said, well, I better not call this game. Like, it's going to be it, it very interesting. I can't believe they had, they had that game with 20 to nothing at one point. 20 yep. to zip. Yeah. Man, but, you know, that that's how football is. Like, what, what did I just tell you? Some teams are playing two quarters. They're playing three quarters. They're not playing four quarters of football. And the Raiders are that football team. The Raiders have played great for almost three quarters of football. Then all of a sudden, they break down. They were the better football team, no doubt, in that football game. Uh, Arizona just got the breaks. Kyler Murray ran around like a chicken with his head cut off, you know, and you know, they, they couldn't catch him. And but that's what he does. I mean, he he does that. And when you look at those, when you, I think he ran around. I think it right. I think it was 18 seconds. I think it was 18 seconds when I when I when, when with that with that. I was just the, the touchdown, an extra point. But oh, I'm like point conversion. Yeah, they, yeah. They tell you, it was 28. Was it 28 seconds? Yep. 28 I'm, seconds. I'm, 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 imagine those 
300-pound lineman trying to run, defensive lineman trying to run around 28 seconds. Uh, that, 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 that's killer. But, you know, and another thing for us, even for the Rams, to me, we're not getting the pressure on the quarterback. We're not, we're not getting those hits. We're not getting to him a lot. But I can say right now, it's early. But Kyler Murray, you have to put pressure on him. You have to hit him early. I still think he's a little bitty guy. I tell my boy Roy this. I say, I say, we're gonna we're gonna break that little fella up. He's too little, too tiny. You know, last year a couple of games, the Rams were just physically manhandled. One of those games was against Arizona early in the, the first, year. The first game, yeah. Yeah, yeah they were yeah. manhandled. And Eric, to your point, I don't see the Rams being really physical yet. It's only two games, but I don't see them imposing their will. I, I, I agree with that, Fred, because I don't see the defense being like that 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 defense that they were last year. And, and look, they didn't get into that mode until like week seven or eight of last year, nine or ten. I mean, they, they really didn't even, you know, with Von Miller, because Von Miller, didn't, he didn't really catch on at first. I mean, it was like, ah, oh, we got Von Miller. It ain't nothing happening, but he came on at the end. Yes, I mean, sometimes it takes a while for, for you know, you got you got new guys on their defense. You know, you got Bobby Wagner. You know, he's, he's, he's our new starting linebacker. He seems to be playing great, but it's going to take some time. I think eventually, hopefully, that defense will be able to to be the defense that they were last year, you know, and, and just like you said, impose their will and and get to the quarterback. Because you know this, Rodney, as well as I do. Y'all quarterbacks, y'all do not like to get hit. No, you don't, you don't like no. to get hit. They don't like no. to get hit. No, you hit them enough, all of a sudden they want to get rid of that ball fast. And that's that's what you want. That's what you you want to get, you want to get pressure on the quarterback, especially a quarterback like Kyler Murray. Yeah, it's 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 gonna be interesting. But but everybody will say, Oh, well, you know. And try to put it all on Aaron Donald. Um, but the other side, that's what they had last year, ED, is the other side. Um, whether you just say Von Miller or it was other guys that were stepping up when, when Aaron Donald got double team and triple team. And in the first couple of games, you kind of don't see that because they, you know, they still are going to double and triple Aaron Donald, but the other side's got to pick it up. They're right. They've got to pick it up. I say the same thing. Where I said, man, they got to get some help because if they like, hey, well, look, we just shut down Aaron Donald. It seemed like everything stops. And as a as an as an offensive unit, you look at you you know just like when you put a game plan in place. I guarantee you, the first thing they say, and if I'm an offensive meeting, offensive line, you say, "Hey, look, help on Aaron Donald if you can. Do not let him be one on one, inside or outside. This guy here, you know, we don't worry about him. I'm sure they say with Von Miller, help with Von Miller. You, you cannot let him be one on one." And and the, right now, man, I can say, and I, and I go back to right. It's so it's only week two. I mean, yeah. you know, it's only week two in, in the season. So you know, the defense they playing good. They're not playing great, but they they played good yesterday. Yesterday played they played they played some good football for a while. You know, but they didn't play four quarters of football. I mean, that's what I'm looking. I'm looking for four quarters of football. Uh, all right, you both have been in it for so many years. Two games in, you know, you're one and one. You're zero and two. If you're two and zero, it's an entirely different situation. But after two weeks of the season mentally, as guys who have played, and let's say you split your one and one, what's your mindset? Let's say you're zero and two. Do you suddenly get desperate, even though it's early in the year? Well, it depends on what kind of what kind of team you're on. Let, let's. I'm, I'm gonna yeah. say. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm, did you get blown out in those first two games? That, that, you there, you go. there you go. <laughs> if, if, I was a loss. Look, you know, I'm, I'm gonna say this, Fred. When you when you when you come to the season, you have an idea what kind of football team you have. When you look at the roster, you look at the players you have on your team. And if you're 0-2, you're like, man, here we go again. It's, let's just say we had a losing season the year before. You're like, man, shoot, by week six, we're going to be out of this. So I'm going to start, you know. I'm, I'm, we, we, Because some guys, I hate to say it, some guys already packed it up 
already pretty much. When you 0-2, it's hard to dig out that 0-2 because think about it. If you win a game, now you 1-2. You if, you, if you lose another game, now you 1-3. So you're always trying to catch up. You, you, that means you need to win like you need to rattle off like five wins in a row in the NFL. That's hard to do. I mean, five or six in a row. But if you one and one, you you okay, y'all. We one and one. If you two and zero, oh, you're sitting good. I mean, some teams they're, they're two and zero. Oh. I mean, they're, they're they're in good shape. But you know, in our conference, what I think everyone is one and one. Yeah, everybody's one and one in, in the NFC yeah. West. Everybody's one and one. So we we are, we are there together. But if you two yeah. and zero, oh, yeah, you you have you have a different mindset. Yeah, it really depends on how those games went, Fred. I mean, it, if you're two and zero, and they, you were, if say you're on the good side of it, and you just kind of been rolling through folks and blowing people out, you're feeling pretty good about yourself and what you're doing. Eric's right; you got an idea, you know, of of what kind of team you have going into the season. And and sometimes if you have a really good team, you're like, yeah, you know, we're gonna make the playoffs. Let's see if we can, you know, how are we gonna stack up at this week? Uh, okay, we got Buffalo. This that's gonna be a dog fight. This one go, right. you know, as you go through the schedule, you're like, okay. We're going to win that one, win that one, win, 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 win. Oh, yeah, that one's going to be a tough one, so we're going to have to fight that one. And then there's other times you've been on situations, you know, you get down, you're 0-2, especially if it's two teams that you think you should have beaten early, you know, before the season start. Then you're like, as Eric said, oh, no, man, we got, we got a long season. Ahead of <laughs> right, us. right. We should have beat them teams. We should have beat those two teams that we lost to. Uh, so it becomes it becomes tough, but it really depends on how those games went. I think for the Raiders, oh. I think both those games they feel like they could have won, right. right? So I think they they feel like they're frustrated, but it wasn't like they didn't have a chance to win both those games, and so they're they're kicking themselves because they're zero and two, but it's an zero and two where they feel like they can they can overcome that because they should have won both of those games or could have won both those games. Look at look at look at the Bengals. They're zero and two. They should have won the first. They should have beat Pittsburgh. It was a long snap. You know, had the long snapper went down. They really should. They probably should have beat Dallas yesterday too. But they think about it, they get they they've given up thirteen sacks in two weeks. They're like, yeah. man, they got some they got some problems over there. The Ravens yesterday had to. You thought they had the game won? They blew they it. Sick. My, they are they, sick. They, they sick. They sick today. They they thinking, man, we should be two and zero. Another team. The Cleveland Clowns, I mean Browns, another one. They're thinking, <laughs> man, we should be two and oh. We one and one. How we do that? We cursed. We lost to the Jets. We lost to the we lost right. We lost to the, the Jets. The New York Jets. But hey, that just goes to show you in football, anything can happen. Ford Truck Month is here. Visit your local Southern California Ford dealer and get behind the wheel of a new Ford F-150 truck. You know, sometimes the best deal you make is the one you don't make. We'll explain next. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Together, all right, we can make things happen. Presented by your Southern California Ford dealers. This is L.A. Football Mondays. Visit BuyFordNow.com. Now, here's Eric Dickerson, Fred Rogan, and Rodney Pete. AM570 L.A. Sports. Oh, yeah, 
now, let's keep it moving on a beautiful Monday. Rodney Pete, Fred Rogan, the Hall of Famer, Eric Dickerson on an L.A. football Monday. Yes! You know, sometimes things just work out. Before the season, the 49ers are trying to figure out what to do with Jimmy Garoppolo. Would they trade him? Would they get enough in return for him? Would it be worth their while? He didn't even get to really practice during camp. He was off on the side just observing and throwing a ball around because they wanted Trey Lance to be the guy. They drafted him. They were going to put him in. They spent they spent some draft capital on him, and they decided that he was their guy. Okay? Didn't look sharp the first game, but what do you expect? It's one game. Goes out yesterday. He's heard he's out for the year. Somehow they can't move Garoppolo. Garoppolo looks around, and there's nothing interesting, interesting him. And they told him, look, go look around, see what's out there. If nothing's out there, we're, we're sitting here. We'll bring you back as a backup. Okay, well, he was the backup. He goes back in. He plays yesterday. He looks like Jimmy Garoppolo, and the 49ers look like an entirely different team. Trey Lance is out for the year, and Jimmy Garoppolo is back. Can you imagine what would have happened if they had moved him? And also, it speaks to, we are going to force-feed this guy in. With Garoppolo, you know what you have. You have a... Certainly a a good NFL quarterback, maybe not great, but a good one that knows how to win and knows how to win in that system. And they were going to force-feed Trey Lance in there. Now he's hurt. Garoppolo's back. And I got to tell you guys, I think they're a better team today than they were when they kicked off the season. Yeah, and and listen, they they, you hate to say it because somebody got hurt, but, man, did they they luck out. They get lucky in this situation. Um because you've got a team that is ready to win now. Look, went went to the NFC Championship game, championship game last year. Went to the Super Bowl a few years ago. They've got, if when healthy, as good a defense as there there is in the league, and they've got guys on that team that are ready to win now. And Eric, you know this. If you got most of the team, and the thing, the one thing is holding you back is you got a young, inexperienced quarterback. At some point, and you're not winning, that is going, and you got a guy that is taking you there on the bench, that inevitably was going to cause some dissension in that locker room. And they started the season, you know, they start the season slow. It'll be cries, not just from outside, but inside. Like, why is Jimmy G not playing? So the fact that Trey Lance got hurt and made the decision easy for them, um, it's such a blessing in disguise for them because I agree with you. I think today, now we, we don't know how good Trey Lance is going to be uh, after he comes back from the injury. Uh, we He's got a very small sample size of his playing in college and even smaller in the NFL. So we don't know how good he's going to be. Obviously, they, they think very highly of him. Um, but they lucked out that nobody picked Jimmy G up off in the, in the offseason. I think obviously because he had surgery, nobody really wanted to touch him. But to have that kind of backup quarterback ready to go in the situation that happened yesterday, they are so so lucky and like I said I agree with you Fred that they are a better team today than they were going into last weekend. Yeah, I have to admit, I mean, I was like damn! <laughs> I, hate, I don't want to see anybody get hurt. Really, but, you know, Jimmy G has beaten us, I think, every every outing except one and that's in, in, a, in the last game of the NFC Championship game. Uh, I agree with you, Rodney. I think they're, they're to me they're a better football team with him because you know what you know what you have with him. Yeah. He's done nothing but win. 
I mean, I mean, what is the gripe? I mean, you're right. You you have a young quarterback in Trey Lance. Maybe the future. It's no guarantee. You know, they, they rush these young quarterbacks in because they feel like they got to play them right away. And they really don't, but they, they do. I mean, but I think because of, you know, media and social media and all that kind of stuff and the guy ready to play right now. Oh, he's ready to play right now. But, man, when I saw that, I'm like, damn, I wish they have got rid of Jimmy Garoppolo. Because I'm serious. He gives us fits. I'm, I'm just being honest. I mean, uh, and I they, they are a better football team with Jimmy G at quarterback. I believe that. And, and you're right, Ryder, because I've been on those football teams where I've said, man, if we just had a quarterback, you yeah. know, if we just had a quarterback. We played the Bears in that NFC Championship game. Who was the man, quarterback, Dieter Brock? Dieter Brock. Dieter Brock is about five foot seven. He's Fred you taller than Dieter Brock. No, and, I, and also, you know, when he wasn't playing football, he was riding out at Santa Anita. He was a jockey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was, he he was, was Canadian, jockey. Fred. That's true. And, but he wasn't even from Canada. He played oh, in Canada. He wasn't even, no, he wasn't even Canadian. He, he played in Canada. And let me tell you something. I, we, we said if we just had a quarterback, that's all we need. You know, and, 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 you, and that frustrates you. right. That causes dissension in the locker room with management and players. But uh, yeah. this situation here, they, they got very fortunate that they, that they kept Jimmy G. I was hoping they would get rid of him. I'm like, damn, get rid of him. Put somebody, get somebody that's not, you know, have any, like, no experience. But I don't want to see anyone get hurt. I had to see Trey Lance get hurt yesterday. I don't want to see a player get hurt. When you guys were playing, did you, and Rodney, I think there was a story in Detroit with Andre Ware, but did anybody kind of get force-fed in? We drafted this guy. We're paying this guy. This guy's going to play. Even if he doesn't make us as good right now, this guy is going in. Did either one of you encounter that? It happens all the time. Uh, it happens with different positions. Um, we had a receiver that was drafted in the second round, and um, they just tried to they tried to make him, you know, a star. Um, and and it just didn't work. It turned out now he couldn't see. He he needed contacts, and that was the biggest issue that he had. But. But yeah, they tried to make him starter on day one. They didn't and, know he needed contacts. Yeah, yeah, needed contacts. Halfway through the season, he got contacts and started catching the ball a little bit better. Wow. Um, but still, wasn't wasn't that great. But yeah, a lot of times your draft order, if they draft you first, second round, um, then yeah, they'll try to put you in there right before you're ready. And I'm sure that's exactly what happened in Samson. They traded all their picks to get Trey Lance, moved up to get Trey Lance. And to Eric's point, you got a guy that's winning for you already. Okay, draft him, and they don't need to draft. They didn't need to rush up to get him, and they get him. So there was a tremendous amount of pressure to play him at some point early, but to play him over a guy that's taking you and just done nothing but won for you—that's the part that didn't make sense to me, and I'm sure it didn't make sense to a lot of guys in that locker room who are uncomfortable because, and and, and I don't know because I'm not there, but all accounts that. All the players love Jimmy G in that locker room too. He was a locker room guy that they liked. So when that happens to him, you know, guys, you know, Eric knows this. Guys know when somebody's getting screwed over. Joe do. Yep. You and, 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 yep. You're right, Rodney. You got it. We know. And, and, and we know. And we know, Rodney. We know who can play too. Yes. Yeah. They'll put guys out there, Fred. You're like, why they got him out here? He gonna get somebody hurt. <laughs> what the hell are they doing? I mean, and you frustrated. We did that. We 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 drafted up the Rams drafted offensive lineman, a uh, big guy, big steroid guy. That boy was big and strong. Fred, he couldn't block you. <laughs> <laughs> Fred, he couldn't block you. If you'd have gave him one of them quick moves, 
he'd have been on his face. <laughs> and, and, and it it was it was one and, and let me tell you in Indianapolis. We must have had Bozo the Clown doing drafts over there because, <laughs> man, nobody ever panned out. Only the people panned out was the late-round draft picks. We had some late-round draft picks that were really great players like, my boy, Jeff Arad. I think we drafted him in the 12th round. Back oh, Arad. Yeah. yeah. That boy was a football player. I mean, he a real football player. I mean, he should be in the if, – if, let me tell you something. I put it like I said, Jeff was such a great player that if he would have been on a on a real good football team, like a like – a, a, like the 49ers or, you know, even them uh, great teams, uh, he could be in the Hall of Fame. That's how good he, that's how good he is as a middle linebacker. But played on those bad Colts football teams that – because you're like, you know, we know who can play. And you know yep. who can I think yep. I think in every sport, every guy knows that. Fred, just like you, you, you know who's a good broadcaster. You know who, who they're yep. hyping up. Like, come on, man, he ain't that good. They're hyping him up, you know. So yep. we, we all, we all, we all, have, we all know. You know, talking about Trey Lance injury, what about Justin Herbert? He's got fractured rib cartilage, and we were all trying to figure out exactly what that means. Yeah. We're well, not exactly sure what that means. Fractured ribs, right? fractured rib cartilage. Well, you got cartilage. You find out what rib. that means? I know, but how do you – I heard of, of torn cartilage and, you know, strained cartilage and damaged well, I mean, cartilage, but not, not broken cartilage. Well, maybe it's just got a fracture, like it's got a hairline fracture in it. I mean, you know. Maybe doctor, yeah. doctor, doc, doctor, doctor, doctor Bombay, doctor, doctor Boudreau. Remember doctor Boudreau? <laughs> you get to resurrect doctor Boudreau. Boudreau for the new audience members. Yeah, tell the story of doctor Boudreau for the new audience, Eric. Yeah. Well, doctor Boudreau was known around, known around the league, and what doctor Boudreau would do never never happened to me, but you know I heard stories. No, wait. They you know, told this in the rookie seminar. Yeah, they did. They would come. Okay. They, would tell, they would come tell the rookies, "Hey, you know, they tell you know, like, don't do this, don't do that." And there was a guy named Doctor Boudreau. So, look, you go into a city. Let's say you go into New York. You go to New York. You may get a call because you didn't have no cell phones back in the day. Get a call in your hotel. Hey, this is uh, uh, Janice Thompson. I'm calling from Doctor Boudreau's office. Oh, yeah. Uh, who's that? Yeah, he liked to welcome you to the city and you know come down. He may possibly meet you. You know, in the in the in the bar. You know, at a bar across the street. And, uh, you know, just, in, you know, welcome to the city and ha have a drink. Okay, sounds good. And, you know, he's going to bring two of his colleagues with him, two young ladies. Okay, cool. You know, that sounds sound fine, sound, sound fine for a young man. <laughs> well, well, the next morning, you wake up in the room, butt naked with your underwear pulled around by your, your ankles. And, and got, got they, they also threatened that they got some pictures, some po back then, Polaroids back then. Polaroid pictures of Dr. Boudreau possibly <laughs> doing things that he shouldn't be doing to you. <laughs> and they, they, they black, they blackmailing you, blackmailing you. I mean, I heard it happened to a couple of guys. I didn't know. Yeah. You never knew who. No, it that really did happen to people. It yeah. really oh, yeah, did it happen did to happen. people. Yeah, yeah. It really happened to people. Yeah. Yeah. He had a ring of, yeah. of women that would women. go around and either, you know, like like Eric said, call your hotel room because back then they could just call your hotel room and when you know when the cell phone thing, but they can call your hotel room or they'd be waiting for the the teams to come to the hotel to check in, right? Mm -hmm, so right. every team, everybody can find out. Well, oh, the the Raiders are staying at the Marriott or the Cardinals or the Rams are staying over here at the Hilton. Uh, so the girls would set up camp, and oh, then as you coming in. They get their eyes on some of them and, hey, slip them a number. Come on down, meet me for a drink. Meet me for a drink across the street. and Or come up to my room and uh, we can have a, a drink in my room if you want to be private. They slip something in your drink. Next thing you know, 
you you passed out, and then you get a you get an envelope. <laughs> you get an envelope a couple of days later saying so, you know showing some pictures of you like Eric said with your your drawers and around your ankles. <laughs> with Doctor Hey, with Doctor Drew standing behind you, smiling. Yeah, yeah, smiling, <laughs> smiling behind you. When the girls went in the when picture, the girls standing behind you, you, got, you and Doctor Boudreaux. <laughs> Yeah, you know, Eric. Say, I'm gonna need ten thousand dollars, right? <laughs> right, Eric. You just said something, and Rodney talked about it in the past. I've never asked you. You know, Rodney said, depending on the franchise you played for, uh, accommodations were different. So when he played for the Cowboys, they stayed at the best hotels, they flew on the best plane, uh, and everything was first class. Not so much in other cities. What were the kind of hotels the Rams and Colts stayed at? Was there a difference between the franchises? Uh, are you kidding me? I, I most definitely. I won't forget. I we on. We on. We 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 on the planes packed in like sardines, like like little kids. For who the Rams? Yeah, well, this was the Colts, but the okay. Rams too. But the Rams too, but the Colts were one one of the worst too. I mean, I'm like, I know the Dallas Cowboys would never do this. I'm saying, I mean, I know the Cowboys wouldn't do this. They just wouldn't do this. We stayed at a hotel, Fred. I don't even know the name of the hotel. It was like a Motel Six in Green Bay. I'm like, you didn't. The tiles are hard as concrete. It was just dirty. I'm like, why do they put us in places like this? Yeah, certain certain teams. Well, now they don't do that anymore. But you know, they 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 travel cheap. They really did. I mean, like, no first class. You know, like the the, yeah. the some of the, the the coaches may sit in first class. But I mean, you would sit like 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 three to a row, three to, yeah, a, three row. to a row. You know, we be doing Fred. We stand up. We we t- we stand up doing takeoff. Stand up doing takeoff. Takeoff <laughs> and landing. Yeah, we be standing up doing takeoff and landing. Standing up in the aisle. Standing up, like man, I'm not sitting down. It, it's too tight. A lot of the veterans, they had their own seats. Like I didn't do that, but like the older guys and linemen, they had their own seats. You know, like hey, don't you can't sit here. You know, this is so and so seat. Okay, cool. Well, I just stand up. So, but yeah, for different organizations, it was way. It was just like I said, the Rams. Rams weren't bad, but the Colts were probably one of the worst. They, they were the worst. Yeah, Detroit was, was horrible too. Yeah, Detroit was worst. horrible. I mean, it, you know, it was. It was. It was like, you know, you, you travel on planes, especially long trips where, like Eric said, the coaches would sit in first class and they take up all those seats. But the rest of the plane, it'd be, you know, those planes where you got three and three and an aisle down the middle and all three of them. It wasn't a big enough. It was, I think it was like a 727 or 30 something, something like that. that, Super that uh, yeah, <laughs> that, uh, that every seat was taken. And so you had, and you're talking about big linemen, as Eric said, so you had to stand up because either you're going to cramp up or your knees are going to be killing you by the time you landed um, because the seats were so small. Think about it. You're riding big 6'5", 300-pound linemen riding in coach next to somebody, sitting right next to him. You know, mm-hmm. so it was difficult. And then you go to check in. Okay, good, at least I can get to my room. And, you know, you stand at a Motel 6. I mean, room's scary. And, I mean, scary. Rooms are scary. terrible, and you know, you, some of them, at least in Detroit, they wouldn't get you. They wouldn't give you your own room either. You had a roommate. Yep, they tried that one time. Me, I'm like, oh hell no, uh uh-uh. uh. I said, I paid my own room before I do that. Okay, we'll get your room. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, I'm not. I'm not. I mean, you know, you know, when you got them rooms like where the curtains are so sheer, like you can, you can see out of them. You know, people can yeah. see in them. Like, like that, just like that. I mean, like just like terrible. Like you look at look in the tub, and it's got the the rust around the ring of the tub, like yeah. oh my god, like and in the sink got the rust around the sink too. I'm like I'm like I'm like what? Do, I mean, is this first grade? I mean, like, we're like a bunch of we're like a bunch of kids. And but, were you not able to ever talk to anybody? Like when you played for the Colts, 
You go to them and go, what is this? I mean, my God. Well, everybody complains. What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? You going to walk through the game? You going to drive home? Fly, 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 it fly, is fly. the accommodations. They are what they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, never forget. Now I down, went to the Cowboys. They, they flying on 747s where everybody had their own row. You know, everybody had their own row, and 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 then you got to everybody had their own room, own individual room. They even had cars where we went, where they had drivers where they would take because he, you know, Jerry was like, I'm, you know, I don't want my guys out there, whatever. But if you need a service, we got guys that will drive you. That drive service. What kind of service you talking? All service you can think of. If you needed service, drivers, drivers to drive you anywhere you want to go. Take you wherever you wanted to go and get you back home whenever you need to get back home. Hey, let me ask you this, Rodney. When you when you go to certain cities, I know you did. Did you go to strip bar? Uh huh. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I, I, I used to go to strip bar. Remember, 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 Mons Venus. Remember Mons Venus. Venus in Tampa. Yeah, it's still open. Somebody, it's still open. It's still, still going. Open. I, I heard it was going. Still and, open. And of course, Magic City Magic in Atlanta City? was Magic a was a City. destination that everybody had to go to. Yeah. So you, sometimes, shoot, Detroit, we we see Wayne Fonts <laughs> in the strip clubs. <laughs> they don't just go to strip clubs. Before we got there, uh, Fred, you've been a strip club, Fred. You've been a strip club, Fred. No, I'm not a strip club guy. You never been a strip club. Have ever, you Fred? ever, though, Fred? That's, no. that's still my question. Never. No, I've never understood. I've never understood the objective of the strip club. Uh, you got it. I could never see you in a strip club. You'd probably see them looking like. So you're saying you've strip. never been in a strip club ever? I've never been in a strip anywhere. club. Well, one never. time. Okay, there we go. You know what? All right, right, I'll I'll, I'll tell you when we get back. I'll tell you when we get back. Four Truck Month is here. Get behind the wheel of the Ford F-150 truck and get after it with an available interior work surface. Visit your local Southern California Ford dealer to learn more. Okay. You got it, Rodney. No, no, no. I'll tell you the story. It's not what you think, but I have an inner trip plan. All right. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. AM570 LA Sports. From the Rams to the Raiders to the Chargers, this is LA Football Mondays on AM570 LA Sports. Eric Dickerson, Fred Rogan, and Rodney Pete are presented by your Southern California Ford dealers. Visit buyfordnow.com. Oh, yeah, Rodney Pete, Fred Rogan, Hall of Famer Eric Dickerson. It is an LA Football Monday. And man, Freddie, you've had time to think about it. Oh, I have. The place it was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you all about yes? it. Yes. Okay. Hey, congratulations to the Dodgers on winning 101 games. Get ready for the playoffs with an official Dodger playoff hoodie from the Dodger Clubhouse store. Check out our Instagram at AM570LA Sports for your chance to win. Okay, so here's the strip club story. Uh, I can't remember how many years ago I was working here. And maybe, Kevin, you'll remember the year because you're good at that. Lakers were in the playoffs. And they were playing Minnesota. So it was a few years back. That was 2004, possibly? Okay. Was this Shaq and Kobe and Malone and Peyton? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So anyway, uh, they're in Minneapolis, and we fly in there. Oh, that's when we went to, I can't remember what the hotel was where they booked us. And I walked in there, and uh, the producer and the cameraman walked in. 
and the cameraman found uh, used syringes underneath his bed. And I told him point blank, uh, and this place is like 40 miles out of town. I don't know where this was. It was like, well, we got you a good room. It's, a, you know, affordable, and that's what the company's going to pay for. And I said, do not unpack your bags to everybody. Don't unpack. Try to get some sleep. It's late. We just got here. And then uh, we are getting out of here in the morning. And we went downtown to, I can't remember what the hotel was in downtown Minneapolis. Turned out it was the most expensive hotel in town. Of I didn't course. really care. They had rooms. I went in. We paid for them. The station said, why are you spending that money? I said, because I'm going to stay where you're going to stay. You're not going to stay in that garbage dump you sent us to. So we're staying here. By the way, the hotel was very nice. Anyway, on that trip, that's the trip where we were on live one night and the two fat guys started fighting at 1.15 in the morning, Minneapolis time. I was doing the news back to Los Angeles. And I was standing by the Mary Tyler Moore statue and we were outside doing the 11 o'clock news back I here. statue. Yeah. And uh, all of a sudden, two fat guys started fighting. And I mean, they were completely drunk. And uh, one guy swung, missed, fell into the street. The other guy fell on top of him. And I just had the camera shoot the fight the whole time. I just killed sports. And I just talked about the fight. Okay. Well, that is a sport. Well, that's fight. right. That was kind of a, a preamble to UFC. All right. So we get to town, and the first night we have to do our 11 o'clock sportscast, right? And we need scripts. And back then, you didn't have the ability to email scripts and things like that. They all had to be faxed. Now, I, I had to have scripts because I didn't know what went on back here. So they had to send me scripts. So we set up at a place, and we look around, and it was a Sunday, and all we couldn't get any scripts. We hadn't checked into the hotel. We needed the scripts desperately. And all the stores around there were closed. All we needed was a fax machine. Hey, do you have a fax machine so somebody can fax stuff to us? And I looked, I went, oh, that, that place is open. Now, I don't know what part of Minneapolis we were in, but trust me, you didn't really want to go there. But we were there. I said, that place is open. It's a strip club. Let's go into the strip club and ask if we can borrow their fax machine. And they went, well, nah, I don't know if they'll let us do it. I said, we have no choice, guys. I will go in. So I go in, and I don't know what Magic City looks like or the place in Tampa that you talked about, but this looked like some closet <laughs> and with like 1974 wood paneling and it had a stench that I can't even go into. So I walked in, and the stage was empty, and I walked up to the, the person that was operating the, the desk, and I said, hey, can we borrow your fax machine? We'll even give you 50 bucks if you just give us a the number. They said, for 50 bucks... No problem. I said, great. I'll just wait right here, and I'll get the scripts when they come in. Well, I was there for the show because now the show begins. Uh -huh. Now, I don't know the kind of performers you guys see or have seen when you have frequented these um, high-scale gentlemen's clubs. Let me tell you what. There is no way anybody would have paid to see what I saw. <laughs> <laughs> there is nope. no way anybody would have paid to see what I saw. It, it looked it looked like it could have been that bad for you in Minneapolis. Yeah, it, it was That's pretty bad, saying. Rodney. It looked like they had found some people who were living on the street on Hollywood Boulevard and brought them in. Chew it and do it. That was not the key, <laughs> and it was just disturbing and appalling. And I thought, I cannot I cannot be here. I was surprised one of the people did not literally break the stage. I mean, be? Th this was someone who possessed a great deal of girth. And can you imagine someone like that is now dancing topless?
it was Ooh. not pretty. That was my well, strip club experience. I have this large, bulging <laughs> growth. Yeah, that did not develop. Uh, it was not a pretty sight. Now, I don't know the kind of entertainers you guys have been uh, fortunate enough to see, and they are entertainers, and they do work to make a living doing that. Yeah. But what I saw, <laughs> I had never been, and I'm never it going back. Coming, it, didn't, it didn't make you want to go back, huh, Fred? It, and just the smell was so awful. And I think there was a guy sitting there that didn't have any teeth. And he was like <laughs> right by the stage. It was really bad. Where, where were you, Fred? I don't know. Wasn't this it? this place in Minneapolis where I needed to get the scripts, I was never you know, so happy as to get them and get out of there in my life. You know what that sounds like, Rodney? That don't sound like a strip. That's like a crack house. It does. <laughs> I don't think you yes. went to a strip. I think you went to a crack house, man. Not the strip club. The crack yeah, house, crack house. house. Had no sign on the door. No nothing. sign on the, the door. door. Yeah. And, yeah, and they mean, gave I'm, me this really weird look when I walked in. I bet they did. They, they did. They gave me a very odd look. Like, and and there was the one guy with no teeth. Was he black or white? He was black. See, they like, what's this white man doing in here? In our crowd? Yeah, that was a look. That record stops. That's, that's the look. That's the look. record. Like, 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 a, like a glass is tipping over. He just stops in midair. Like, and the glass just stopped before the water come out. Like, like what the hell? Who the hell? What the hell are you doing in here? <laughs> Kevin, are you looking these places up? <laughs> I may or may not have uh, Googled Minneapolis strip clubs. Uh, you don't remember the name of it, though, no, Fred, right? Yeah. No, I blocked it, it out of my mind. Probably because no. it didn't have a name. As Eric said, it was a crack house. Not a <laughs> it was a crack house. It didn't have a name. I've seen a nipple. No, Ronnie. What? Ronnie. <laughs> what? <laughs> Ronnie, what are you doing? That's not necessary. If I, yes, yes, it is. Would you remember the name if I said it, Fred, or no? Just try. Uh, Augie's Bourbon Street Cabaret. <laughs> The only, I'm looking at the crappiest reviews, okay. so that's kind of how I'm going off of this right now. Okay, Augies. that's one possibility. Yeah, I'm going into Augie's. Uh, Dream Girl Strip Club 3.0, three stars out of five. <laughs> A1 hey. Strippers, that sounds legit. Uh, <laughs> Maybe it was that one. <laughs> A1 Strippers. All I wanted to do was get the script. That's all that's I wanted. That's all you wanted to do. That was yeah. the only place with a fax machine. That was the only place that was open. Yeah, and it was at night there. It was like eight o'clock at night. Yeah, it was the only so, place. And, and 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 this, uh, so this was after you moved to the nice to the nice hotel. This is before we went to the bad hotel. So it started with the strip club. We went to the bad hotel. Then we regrouped the next morning and moved to the nice hotel. Don't that sound kind of shady, Rodney? A little bit. So you went out specifically just to find a fax machine. Well, we and had you to just do, stumbled into the strip club. We we set up in a location. I don't know why they picked this. And what we needed was scripts to go on the air. There was no choice. I mean, I had to have the information. Couldn't be emailed to me. So I needed these hard copy scripts. The only way to get them was through fax. And we needed a place with a fax machine. I don't know why they picked this location to do it from. But they did, and there we were, with the guy with no hmm. teeth and the woman that was going to break the stage. Hmm, that sounds very hmm. suspicious. Sounds very suspicious. You guys have hey, never hey, encountered hey. that. No, no. What was we go? No, to, I, I, no. I don't strip clubs anymore. And I couldn't tell you anybody in my lifetime that's encountered anything like that, Fred. <laughs> that, no, that's what I'm saying. It sounds suspicious. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. 
To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.